Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another incredible episode on Testimony Tuesdays. Now my name is Natasha Brown and thank you so much for anyone new who has just tuned in and for anybody who has just returned. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement and I know that God is working in your life. Now this is episode 16 and and I have decided to call it Woman of Faith. Now I've called it that because I really do feel like people underestimate the power of women like women women (laughs) I'm telling you now you hold so much power and I feel like this testimony is a just a reflection of that like clarifies that because really and truly this testimony came at the perfect time for me I was going through a hard time and I was praying and praying and praying I was asking God like God I've been praying to you about this one thing this one thing forever but it's like gonna answer any of my prayers and I realized that everything that happens in our lives is based on our perception of things and that that is the ultimate factor I just want to hand you an example so currently at work I'm having a hard time right and I'm having a hard time at work where I'm not happy, I'm depressed or whatever, yeah, I could see it as the worst thing ever, and I could ask God, like, God, why are you putting me in through this phase in my life where I'm not happy, where I'm feeling like I'm being oppressed, where I feel like I'm being ostracized, um, I could see it in that kind of light, or I could put it on the flip side and think, you know what, what is God trying to teach me in, in this environment? Because I have learned a lot. I've learned to be patient. I've learned to deal with situations which I probably may not have experienced if I wasn't in this workplace. And I really do feel like at times people need to learn to try and see the good in their situation. At times it, it can be extremely hard to um, see that, but God doesn't want us to be sad. You know, he doesn't want us to have a negative life. And sometimes our waiting season or our seasons where it's not as bright is really down to the way that we view that season, you know? And I feel like as well, God is able to speak to us in many, many ways. Like the spirit is something that we really need to try and understand more. And I feel like this past week, God has been speaking to me through other people, especially through this testimony. Now, I won't say much, but I really do believe that this testimony came at a point in my life where I was having a hard time. I wasn't sure if God was answering me, but I realized that he's always answering me he's always speaking to me it's just that I need to have that ear to listen to what he's saying and I need to actually be open to what he's saying because many times when God is speaking to us we only want to hear what we want to hear rather than actually hearing what he wants to tell us you know another really really important thing that I I just feel like people need to hear before they play this podcast 
I really, really do feel like anytime you play anything which is of God, anytime you do anything which is of God, pray first. And I say that because when you're praying before something happens, yeah, God is able to tell you what he wants you to hear. Many times when pastors preaching in church or when I'm hearing a testimony, I may not hear it from how everyone else will hear it. I will hear what God wants me to hear. I'll pick up on the very thing that he wants me to take away from this testimony, from this podcast, from this church service, from this Bible reading, from anything, you know? And I really do feel like, I just wanna challenge you today. Pause this, pause it and just pray. God, what do you want me to hear? What should I take away from this podcast today? What is currently happening in my life that I need to apply, that I can use this information to apply to my own life? Is there anyone out there who I know that I can share this testimony with who is currently having the same experience as this individual here? You know, do I also have a testimony that I could share that could also help people? Ask God, speak to him. This is the perfect time to ask him, you know what, God, I need you to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me today to really hear what you want me to hear because nothing is by accident. You are on this platform for a reason you know, you are playing this today for a reason. Don't just see it as, you know what, yeah, I was on her Instagram or I came across her post and I saw it and I wanted to tune in. No, God allowed you to see this post for a reason. Many people are scrolling on Instagram. You're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling. It's not everything that you see, but you pick up on things that you want to see or what God wants you to see, yeah? Anyway, without further ado, I just want to introduce this incredible guest. I call her aunt because she's absolutely amazing. Her wisdom and the power in this woman is beyond me. I've never seen anything like it. And this testimony has honestly changed my life. And I know that God has placed me on this platform for a reason, honestly, because every time I hear a testimony, the way that that I grow and the way that I change is beyond me honestly and I'm so grateful to to have had the opportunity to be hearing these testimonies every single week. So hi auntie Melissa how are you today please tell us about your incredible testimony and what God has done for you. I am great I am blessed (laughs) I'm having a great day and it sounds like you are as well and when you begin it with prayer you can't go any other way. (laughs) So as I sat and I thought and prayed about what I should share Um, I have many, many, many testimonies. I have had a Job life, Job-like life, if you will, where I have lost much, I have suffered much, um, but the victory was still God getting the glory out of every bit of my suffering. And uh, this morning, I I was going over some things and I said, should I share the testimony of uh, about the angel that showed up uh, when my 
son's ball rolled away. Well, today I count it an honor and a privilege to be able to share a testimony with my eyes filled with tears, but tears of joy uh, that God would place such a woman of God, such as yourself in my life to even ask that I would come and share this testimony. And I believe in sharing this testimony, it will be an encouragement and a blessing to many that hear it, that they will understand that God is still God and that he lets nothing, nothing Nothing comes on us that we cannot handle. Nothing comes on us that we cannot bear and that he will not strengthen and empower us to come through. And um, I'm just reminded of uh, being married at a very early age. I was 20 years old and was married and we had plans. Our desire and our plan was to have our, you know, conceive and have our firstborn child uh, four years after we'd be married. We'd give ourselves some time to grow together spiritually and to grow together uh, emotionally uh, and grow together in God before we would bring a baby into it. And um, so it was. Four years later, we gave birth to a beautiful, handsome, healthy baby boy we called Little Lawrence. But I called him my hunk of joy. He was just a big hunk of joy. And I thank God for that. Um, as, as he came into our lives, every day was just a, a joy. It was a journey. And um, every morning I got up and I would um, uh, get up and get him ready for the day, wash him up, uh, prepare his breakfast, brush his little hair, and I would... Um, uh, feed him breakfast and then we'd have story time and then we'd go for walks in the German parks. We lived in Europe and we would go for walks through the German parks and we would play on the swings and what have you and he would just be having a ball as he grew and grew and grew and so uh, one day he was now 22 and a half months old and his second birthday was coming up. And my husband was in the military. He was going to be going away for school for a while. And he, he says, well, let's, we'll go and do the shopping together and prepare for his birthday party because I'll just be getting back just in time for the party. So we went, we did some shopping. My baby boy, every time we go in the toy store, he always wanted this, uh, he loved this car and this big car that little kids can get inside of, toddlers and, and ride it. Um, it. It was red and it had yellow over the top of the hood. And uh, he always wanted that. He would always cry for it. And I would always say for your second birthday, for you're not big enough, you're not old enough yet. So for your second birthday. And so out of all the toys we purchased, we got this car. And when we got to the cash register, he wanted to ride the car in the store. So, so of course, mommy's letting him. We haven't even paid for it yet, but he's riding the car. And, you know, you never understand why you're doing what you're doing, but God knows. Uh, because normally you'll say, no, we have to pay for this first. But God knows. And so uh, we, we got to the register and I said, well, little Lawrence, you have to get out because we have to put it up so she can scan it 
so we could pay for it. You know, he didn't want to get out. He cried. And, and we, my husband picked it up so the lady could scan it. And then we let him get right back in it. So now we're, we paid for everything. We're heading out of the store and uh, we get to the door and discover it's pouring down raining. I mean, it's really raining. And so you're going to have to get out of this car because we've got to hurry to through the parking lot to get to our car. It's really raining. But he cried. He, he wasn't a crier. He really was not a crier. But he cried because he loved this car. And do you know, what what did we do again? We allowed him <laughs> to stay in the car and ride this car through the rain. We're getting so wet, but we allowed him to ride the car through the rain, through the parking lot to get to our car. <laughs> and now we have to get him out. But in any case, when we got home, my husband says, Melissa, do not let him play with these toys. Wrap them all and put them to the side for his birthday party because his birthday is in about a month and uh two weeks and so i say okay my husband leaves in about a week he leaves for school i let him play with every single toy <laughs> i did and you know at the time i didn't understand why because i wouldn't have normally done that but but god knew why god under god knew why even though i didn't understand i let him play with every toy i let him ride his car everything like it was his birthday you know and um my husband had been gone literally now for like three weeks and one day i put my baby to bed and he cried but i told you he was not a crier um, we never rocked him to sleep. We never held him. We we always lay him down at night, pray over him, and say, good night, little Lawrence. And we'd go get in our bed in our room. We trained him like that. But this night, he would just scream. And I'd come back, and I'd comfort him and talk to him. And, and when I leave to go back and get in my bed, he would just scream. And I'd come back the third time. And this particular time when I went to comfort him and so that I could go back and get in my bed, I said, I know you miss daddy. He was a daddy's boy. And I said, I know you miss daddy, but he'll be back, you know. And I, I didn't understand. Uh, I, I thought for a little bit, maybe it was he's missing his dad. I thought for a little bit that maybe it was his teething because he was teething. He had teeth coming in because he was almost two. And... So uh, he had a little bit of a fever. I gave him some Tylenol because of the teething. And, um, but when I got ready to walk away again, he, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, don't leave him. Do not stay here and watch him. So I did not go back and get in my bed. I stood there after comforting him and rubbing his back and I stood there and as he as at this time when he screamed he grabbed his stomach if I had gone back to get in my bed like every time before I would have never seen that when I stood there and watched as the Holy Spirit led me I saw that and I picked him up and I comforted him and I kept him with me all night the next morning I took him straight to the emergency room and the doctor said you know, we pray, like you said, can we pray before we start? Absolutely. I believe in prayer. And I believe prayer is in order in all things. And when uh, I took him to the hospital, I prayed before I took him. And I said, Holy Spirit, 
I said, please show the doctors what's wrong with my son. I said, and if what they tell me is not what's wrong with my son, then God, please don't let me have a comfortable spirit. And so when uh, I took him and uh, they, they pushed around on his stomach some and, you know, looked at him and they says, he's fine. Take him back home. He's just constipated. Give him a, 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 this little child's enema. And I had a very uncomfortable feeling. And I said, no, that's not what's wrong with my son. And they said, uh, yeah, he's constipated. You go home, give him. I said, no, my spirit tells me that is not what's wrong with my son. I said, I need you to take an x-ray. And they told me, your son is only constipated. We are not exposing your son to this, this uh, radiation. We're not doing an x-ray. Uh, you take him home and give him this enema. Every other day for one whole week, seven days long, I took my son back and back and back. And they kept saying, there's nothing wrong with him. Go home, give him an adult enema. He's just constipated. I never gave him the baby enema. I never gave him the adult enema because the Holy Spirit let me know this is not what's wrong with my son. So I demanded I be sent to the major hospital in another city. And they had discussed it with them. They told me the same thing, go home, give him an enema. We're not doing, we're not doing an x-ray. But I demanded an x-ray. So finally, they took an x-ray. Now they don't want to be responsible. I don't know how to read an x-ray, but they won't tell me the truth. They send me away still saying he's constipated. I go home with my son and I say, dear God, I need your help. I need your help. I need you. And the Lord told me to pick my son up. I, I'm taking him by his hand from the couch. And I'm saying, come on, little Lawrence, go with mommy. And when I stand him up, we take like one or two steps and he falls flat on his face and he can never walk again. I pick my baby up and I go and I stand outside and the Holy Spirit said, just go stand outside. I don't have a way to get where the Holy Spirit said, you need to take him to a German doctor. But I don't, I don't drive in Germany. I don't know how to get him there. My husband is far, far away in another city in school. But the Holy Spirit told me to go outside. I went outside. I'm standing there with my son. And a soldier comes out of his apartment. He had come home for lunch and was going back to work. I said, excuse me, please. Will you take me downtown? I need to get my baby to a German doctor. He took me downtown. He waited with me. The doctor stuck my baby's finger with a little bit of just a little bit of blood. And he says, your son needs to be hospitalized immediately. I took him to the German hospital. They immediately took him to the maternity ward. They did an ultrasound. And they could see a tumor larger than a grapefruit. There was a tumor in my baby's belly. If I had to listen to them telling me he's constipated, my baby would just lie there suffering and suffering and suffering. And so... Um, I called my husband right before on my way to that hospital. I called him from my cell phone. I said, there's something wrong with our baby. I don't know what's wrong. The American doctors don't know what's wrong. I'm on my way to the German hospital and you should come home right away. And he got on the train and he came right away. So by the time they were taking me upstairs to the ultrasound, my husband had walked in the door. So he was with me. And when the doctor said, this is a tumor, and it looks like a neuroblastoma. 
but we don't know. We're going to do a bone marrow. They did a bone marrow. And cancer had spread it through his whole body at that time. Now I said, okay, Lord, thank you for showing me what's wrong with my son. Now I know how to pray. At that point in time, my husband and I, we fell on our knees beside his bed. And my husband began to pray. And when my husband was finished praying, I began to pray. And my prayer was, dear God, I pray that you would heal my son and that you would raise him up. But Heavenly Father, if it's not in your divine purpose and plan and will, then Heavenly Father, I pray that you would take my son quickly. Don't let him suffer. Take him quickly that he may be in heaven with you. And when we got up off of our knees, I looked at my husband. I could hear God speaking to me. And I said, dear God, thank you. I said, honey, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said he's coming to get him. And it is well with my soul. I don't know how my heart will heal, but I do know that it is well with my soul because God has spoken. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that day I asked the doctors to unhook him from all that he was connected to and take the unhook him from the IV. I said, I want to take my son to church one more time. It's Mother's Day and it was Mother's Day. And I took my son and we went to church. And all I wanted to do was just be in the presence of the Lord. I could have, had, his presence was there, but I wanted to go to church. And the Lord allowed me to take my son to church one more time. And that was on Mother's Day. We came back after the church service and they connected him back. And I, um, I said, I want to be emergency medevac from Europe to the United States because I want all of my family and all of my husband's family to see our son alive. I don't want to fly home a dead body. I want to take my son home. I want to take little Lawrence home. And the Lord blessed us the very next day. They emergency medevaced us to the United States. And when we got to Walter Reed Hospital, they asked my husband and I, can we do this? We want to uh, uh, use these experimental chemotherapy drugs on him. And it could do this and do that and do this. And, and my husband and I, with such peace, we looked at each other and we looked at the doctors and we said, no, we have given him back to God and it is well. And my son passed away six days later in my arms looking at me you know uh before he passed away he kept pointing to the floor he wanted to get down and walk i said no you can't walk little lawrence he could never walk again from the day he fell in my house and and he he kept saying oh he kept pointing to the floor he wanted to get down and walk and i put him down and he walked and i said look at god look at god and my son being almost two years old, never called me mommy. He never said mom. He never called me. He always said dad, dad, daddy, daddy, dad, but he never said mommy. God allowed him to say mommy. <laughs> that was a joy in my heart, you know? And so, yes, my son passed away. And people say, how can you worship God? 
at his homegoing service, at the funeral, my husband and I sang songs. We praised God. And people say, how could you do this? Um, you asked God to, to heal him and you asked God to raise him up, but he didn't do it. I said, oh, yes, he did. God healed my son. He would never suffer pain again. He would never experience cancer again. God healed him. And, and, and I said, God raised him up. How much higher than heaven can you go? God raised him up. And I said, so there is a joy in knowing that, yes, God allowed us. He gave us this treasure to come into our lives. He wasn't meant to stay. Our days are numbered. And God allowed him to come for the number of times that he allowed him to be here. And he was a blessing and a joy to us all the time that he was here. And when suddenly one day he had to go, but we loved him while he was here. And then one year later, we decided we would conceive. In three months into the pregnancy, I was rushed to the hospital and had an emergency surgery and I lost it. One year later, we conceived again. One week before Thanksgiving, I'd invited my family to come to Maryland and uh, have Thanksgiving with us. And one week before they arrived, I had a miscarriage. And I remember my father, who was not a believer, he said he didn't want to see his daughter hurt. I'm a daddy's girl. And he didn't want to see me hurt. He didn't know what to say to me because he wasn't a believer. He said, Melissa, he said, haven't you ever heard of three strikes and you're out? Maybe it's just not meant for you to have children. He didn't want to see me continue to get pregnant and lose, get pregnant and have a loss. But what he didn't understand is that I wasn't losing. Hallelujah. I wasn't losing. I was gaining more faith in God, gaining more trust in God, gaining the fact that I understand and know that God is right there beside me, no matter the pain, no matter the hurt, no matter the disappointment, God is always with me and he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And he said, haven't you ever heard of three strikes and you're out? I said, Daddy, yes, I've heard of that. I said, but that doesn't apply in the life of the believer. There is no such thing as three strikes and you're out. I said, God promised me a son. And he will do just what he said he would do. Hallelujah. He will do just what an aboshe. He'll do just what he said he would do. And so I know you don't understand it, Daddy, but it's a righteous thing. It is a righteous thing. And so uh, I had to go to surgery. I was having a problem in the bottom part of my stomach. And they said, we think you have an incisional hernia where they did uh, 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 a, a C-section from your last baby. And we're going to go in and fix that hole. And so I let them take me to surgery. When they got in there, there was no incisional hernia. There was some endometriosis. They operated. They got the, the, the masses out. Well, when I came out of surgery, the doctors told me, we are so sorry. You had so much scar tissue on your fallopian tubes and your ovaries. You will never be able to conceive again. You'll never have children. And we're so sorry. We need to do an emergency hysterectomy and take everything out. And I looked the doctor in his face, yet believing God. I said, you can't take everything out. God promised me a son. They said, Mrs. Martin, didn't you understand us? 
you'll never conceive again. It's impossible for an egg or a sperm to travel through your fallopian tubes. They're full of scar tissue. Your ovaries are full of scar tissue. You will never conceive again. We need to do an emergency hysterectomy. I said, sir, did you not hear me? My God promised me a son. My God may not be your God, but my God promised me a son. And you know, they sent me to a specialist and the specialist told me the exact same thing. And I looked her in her face and I said to her, I said, ma'am, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I said, and I'm going to come back next month. I will have conceived. I'm going to bear a child because my God promised me. And he is not slack concerning his promises. Three strikes and you're out don't count. Whatever they cut out of me and saw inside of me, it doesn't count. God promised me a son. And uh, I left. She said, I'm so sorry that you're so set on having a baby. This happens to a lot of women. She said, and I'm so sorry. And I said, I'm glad it's you that's sorry and not me. I have hope in Jesus. And I left her office. And I never used birth control. I always used the rhythm method. And I looked at the calendar and I knew today was the day we're going to conceive. And you know what? We conceived. I went back to the hospital, to the doctor's office, the one that I left. I went back to her office and uh, I made an appointment and I came and, and she says, Melissa, what can I do for you? Are you ready to uh, schedule that hysterectomy now? And I said, no, I came that you might do a pregnancy test that you might see that I'm pregnant. She says, Melissa, a lot of women go through this. A lot of women fix it in their minds and they make themselves believe they're pregnant. She says, but you can't conceive. And I said, but I came that you might do the pregnancy test that you might see. <laughs> so she told her nurse, she said, she'll come in with a cup so you can do a urine test. And I said, no, I don't want to do a urine test. I want you to draw some blood because it's in the blood. Hallelujah. I said, it's in the blood and the blood of Jesus has showed up. And I said, it's in the blood. And I said, in the blood, you will get a positive reading. And so they did a blood test and the test came back positive and I was pregnant. And she says, well, I'm going to have to send you for an ultrasound so we can look at when we see the babies due and the measurements and da, 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 da. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, thank you. I said, you're not a believer. And I said, I don't need you to be my doctor. I just only needed you to believe that God could do it. I needed you to see that God could do it. God did it. You didn't do it. Science didn't do it. Medicine didn't do it. God did it. And I said, I don't want you to be my doctor. Because if we got in the delivery room and somehow we got in trouble, you wouldn't know who to call on. I said, so I can't use you for my doctor, but thank you so much and God bless you. And I left her office and I gave birth to Martina Martin. Hallelujah. Nine months later, I gave birth to my miracle. That was my blue baby. And when you need another testimony, I have one for you. That was my blue baby <laughs> because the devil didn't want me to have her. And when she came forth, he tried to kill her. But God is so good to us. Yes, I suffered. I buried my firstborn son. And I had my second pregnancy that ended. I had a third pregnancy that ended. But God and his good self showed up.
and I gave birth to a wonderful girl named Martina. 10 months after I gave birth to her, I conceived again, and I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, nine pounds and 10 ounces, named David. <laughs> and David and his wife just gave birth to my firstborn grandbaby. <laughs> God is so good. And I would just encourage anybody listening no matter what you're going through, it doesn't have to be pregnancy. It doesn't have to be birth. It doesn't have to be death, but trust God, no matter what it is, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, I've had to trust God for my health and God keeps doing great things for me. I fell dead. God got me up again. When the doctors told my husband, we pronounced her dead on arrival. I'm here today to share this testimony. So trust God. He can do anything but fail. Wow. This testimony, again, just listening to it again for the hundredth time, I really do feel like I get goosebumps every single time. And it's because it's such a powerful testimony. Like, when I was playing this testimony, I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt the presence of God you know, God is really speaking through Auntie Melissa and I really do feel like, and I pray that whoever is playing it out there, I'm leaving it to you. I'm leaving it to you to really reflect on this testimony and to really see what God wanted you to hear from this testimony, you know, and if you are having a hard time out there, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. So don't be afraid to message um, me on Instagram or like send a, um, an email, you know. It, it was very, very sensitive. And thank you so much, Auntie, for sharing your testimony. Honestly, like I could hear and feel the pain in your voice. But at the same time, I could feel that joy. I could feel that joy and it was beyond me. Again, it's a pleasure meeting you and I hope to really hear from you again in the future. Have a wonderful day, guys. And remember, his word is God's word.